Hello everyone, my name is Garrett. This is Jabin. And this is Cross Country Comments. Uh, welcome back, you guys. Um, I do apologize for last week. We both had some complications going on. Um, I had some family in town. I went on vacation. Uh, Jabin got sick. And it was just a whole big mess. And we couldn't get a uh, episode out. And we've both been very, very busy. And had stuff going on in life the last couple of days. So um, we're actually recording this the night before it goes up. Um, just because we've... Like I said, had a lot going on, but uh, if I'm a little quiet, I apologize. I have family sleeping in the other room, um, so we are just going to jump straight into it. I think, uh, Javen, any thoughts before we get started? Uh, yeah, and then just one thing one thing that I'm also going through right now that, that might like mess up the podcast, maybe, uh, is that I'm actually moving somewhere else from where I'm at now. Not too far, just letting everybody know, not too far to where I'm at now, just a couple hours away, but yeah, I'm having some situation so just because we might be a little, little late or don't put episodes out it might be just because i'm in the process of moving so just letting everyone know yeah we're gonna try to record multiples when we can record just so we have the backups in case he's not able to but uh in the case that we don't have those and he's not able to we may miss a week here and there um just a heads up just because podcast is a ton of fun and we love putting it out regularly but life does happen um and that takes priority. So, uh, yeah, super excited to get into this, though. Um, so the first topic we're going to touch on is actually something we have not touched on in this podcast before. And I don't know if any of you would have thought we would have. Um, so you guys know we're nerds, obviously. that very obvious from our content. Um, one of the things that we are nerds about that we have not talked about yet is anime, actually. And quick backstory, I got into it about three years ago now. Um, I got Jabin into it about two years, what, two years ago? Something. Actually, you, you, you got into it five, four years ago. It was and four. I, and I jumped back into it three. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, time flies. Um, but so we have been into that for a while. Um, one of the shows that it became like one of my favorites and then I didn't like one season. And then the newest season I loved is My Hero Academia. D- Javen disagrees with me on that. Um, but I swear. <laughs> my, <laughs> my Hero Academia um, is one that I actually introduced to him when he came and visited a few years back. Um, and we have been loving it, keeping each other updated. I was not a huge fan of season five. Um, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is season six um, that came out. We're going to kind of be discussing our thoughts on it. Um, if you've not watched anime because, oh, it's for children, stop it. Go check it out. Um, because it's really not. Not especially. If you watch Bob, then you can definitely watch anime. Stop. Especially this new season. Not for children specifically. Um, but we, um, we absolutely loved it. Uh, I'll get my thoughts out first on season five because we're going to be mostly touching on season six. That's our first topic today. Um, just because it just ended. So I think it completely ended, right? Like the season's yeah, over. It's, it's, okay. It's done. Yeah, the season's over. Okay. So um we uh as far as season five goes, I was not the biggest fan of season five. It's not the worst show I've ever seen. But I feel like in the first part of season five, they went through the training arc. And that was that was good. It was entertaining. I liked it. 
Um, it introduced Deku's Black Whip, which was awesome. Um, it introduced some characters like Mudman and stuff like that, whose powers are off the ch- off the, s- the chain. Um, Shinso kicked butt in that season. Um, so there was a lot of upsides to it. I just feel like that was like okay, training, yeah. Um, which was it was cool. Um, the My Villain Academia. It was good. Um, honestly, it was not as good as I would have hoped. I I liked the arcs, especially Twice's arc. Twice had one of the best arcs in the villains. Um, the villain Redestro, he was a little underwhelming in my opinion. Um, he just did not pack as much of a threat as much of a punch as I would have liked. Um, seeing all of them work together was fun, and seeing all the individual arcs were great. I just, it just didn't catch my fancy. It just wasn't what I wanted from my hero. Like, it didn't have hardly any stakes. It just had a little bit of growth here and there. Um, that's and that's why I disagree with you so hard. Because first of all, yeah, Redestro isn't supposed to be a huge threat. He's supposed to have a lot of resources, and it's not. He's not supposed to look as a threat. It was supposed to look like an asset to to the uh, to the League of Villains. That was the whole point of, of that point is to see the League of Villains take over what Redestro already had. That's why I like that, and it didn't last too long, which I'm grateful for because. Well, first of all, I did like the the League of Villains versus Redestro's army. That was sick to the core. I was I was grossed out. That felt like a threat. I don't know how you don't like look at that and be like, oh shoot, they might lose because everyone was getting clapped. Okay, but um, I'm putting putting that to the side because you you are <laughs> you have brain damage. Uh, and then when it comes to and when it comes to not having again, I'm gonna go into the threat thing. Not uh not feeling like there's a threat we're learning about the threat that that that's the point is that we're getting a different point of view now we're not looking through deku's eyes we're not looking through endeavor's eyes we're not looking through all my eyes we're looking through the villain's eyes so we're seeing the threat we're not feeling the threat because you know we're following the villain's story so we're supposed to feel safe with them just because they're doing you know what they need to do so we're seeing this threat commence because now you're supposed to make it seem like oh shoot they just made the end game of villains just now like th- that's how i felt at the end of season five because like oh oh the paranormal threat's going crazy i was like oh i don't know how they're gonna win and then the fact that season six jumps right into the meat of that makes it so much more sweeter. I feel like if they did not do season five the way they did it, season six would not be as close to being good because season five made me understand Shigaraki way more. And his backstory is one of the best in the show, in my opinion, is one of the best in the show. And the fact that he's connected to connected to one for all, not just all for one, but one for all makes it even better too. So I feel like it it's very heavy on the narrative front and it was very well thought out. I rewatched it again. Oh my goodness. People need to stop hating on that on that season because 
for Destro isn't supposed to be some crazy villain that's that's next on the roster. He's just supposed to be a puny asset for Sugar Rocky to take over because it's ultimately about Sugar Rocky. That's why we don't see a lot of Redestro getting down. Redestro's quirk though, off the chain. The stress, I love it. And seeing and seeing them recover from that stress is awesome. And just seeing all these different pieces of the puzzle, like a like a all for one's little uh gigantomachia and seeing how uh, shigaraki needs to beat him in order to take him over because he doesn't feel like he's worthy um seeing the league of league of villains um suffer and actually see what they have gone through trying to be the league, league of villains and also trying to uh trying to remember why they became the league of villains was so like fascinating see them what they forgot what they uh what they wanted to uh, as as a team or individually and that's why i liked everyone's uh character development because even uh i forgot his name but even the the frog looking dude had character de- development like Spinner. also we knew his story exactly we knew we knew his story and it, they went on for it in this in the sixth season too so i don't know why everyone I, don't, I literally don't know why no one has given me a straight answer of why they did not like season five but I love it so much because we got we got to see the threat build up, and on top of that, we got to humanize uh, humanize these humans because ultimately they're doing this for a reason, and now we know their reason, and it makes us sympathize for them. So when Hawks uh, does what he does in the sixth season, we're like, oh, we're like, what the heck? Because now we kind of like the villains. So that's what season five did it. All y'all got brain damage. Let's move on. Yeah, I, I, mm. all right. I, I will no, no, say, no, no, I will, I will, I will take your opinion into account because right now I just put your opinion to the side. If you could give me a straight logical answer of why season five is not as good, I feel like it's better than season. If you say season three, three. I will come through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going there. It's not as good as season four. Season four, that's my baby. Season three, yeah, it's better than season three, two and three. But other than that, nah, bro. You need to stop hating on season five. If you could give me, if you could give me a logical reason of why season five just isn't good, just isn't good, then I'll listen. But I have not heard one straight answer. Hit me with season six. Let's go. Yeah, it's season six. Um, also, uh, we're gonna have words later about better than season three. Anyway, um, so okay. season season six. So the reason I love season six so much, here's the thing. I love great story, but if you can give me a great story with great animation, and on top of that, like some of the greatest dialogue I've heard in the show, like and the the I will say one of the greatest quote unquote plot twists in an anime I've ever seen. Not, not like here's the thing. There are certain shows that are known for their plot twists. Like um, there's a show called erased. Uh, there's an anime called um, Steins gate. I haven't seen Steins gate yet, but those kind of stuff are like known for their twists. The thing about my hero is you're not expecting a twist. It's, it's a hero show. So the fact that in season six, the entire hero society falls is and the fact that Deku reveals to everyone his power the fact that he goes into vigilante mode like if you didn't read the manga it blew your mind 
Um, Mm -hmm. And as far as like the beginning of season five, the fact that they jump straight into it, um, you think Shigaraki might be quote unquote dead by the third episode because he's knocked out of his tank. Um, The fact that when he wakes up, he kills like three of the top 10 heroes in an instant. And then he's after Deku. I mean, the play by play by play by play action does not stop in season six. And oh my gosh, I will say as far as season six, I'm two episodes behind. I did not watch the last two episodes yet. Um, if, if I'm being honest, you're you're not missing a lot. It's just a lot of talking. Okay. It, it's literally just just showing how people need to realize who Deku is and mm-hmm. why they need to keep him in the facility. If anything, there's no spoilers. If I'm being honest, yeah, it just shows the connection between Deku and All Might and oh, and seeing gotcha. how how Stain plays in the picture. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't do anything crazy either, but it's just everyone coming together and just seeing what they can do. That's okay, it. yeah. So I I hadn't watched those, but the the nonstop action, the sacrificial moments where you know bakugo flies in front of the the freaking i don't even know what they are yeah (laughs) the the veiny blades um flies in front of those you see freaking endeavor looks like he's gonna die the dobby reveal that he's his son um all the emotion put into the voice actor Izawa. Izawa cutting his leg off like uh we we watch it dubbed i will say me and jabin both watch it dubbed um, and we love it because the voices, the voice acting is out of this world. Um, and it's not, it's not just because it's in English. I, I just want, I just hate the Japanese stands that are like, oh, you're supposed to watch it the way it's supposed to be. The, the reason why we watch it dubbed is not only for the English, but it's just because they put way more emotion into the English version. And on top of that, the, the voices are very distinct and very different from one another to where you can't mistake each voice like for example endeavor i feel like in the japanese version is a little too high and the in the english version is very deep and very controlling and it's really his character like you really mm-hmm. cannot distinct him from all my you know <clears throat> what i mean so like in the japanese version they sound a little similar so i just we just like how distinct each voices are in the english version go ahead sorry yeah. just i know what people go agree i hate the dub and sub argument like it, just watch it how you want to we're watching the same show it's the right. same story the same show it just sounds different a little like yeah it's why are you gonna hate on me for watching a show in my own language anyway um yeah. so the the fact that aizawa gets his leg cut off deku goes ham trying to take over or trying to defeat um Gosh, I've said so many names in the last two minutes. My brain just fried. Uh, Shigaraki. <laughs> thank you. The fact that he just goes ham trying to defeat Shigaraki, almost breaking his body again. Um, and then and he's tra- manifesting all the all his powers now. Yep. In that moment, in that one fight, he manifests um, danger sense. And mm-hmm. I didn't he manifest flight flight oh, float. That's right. Um, so he manifested two quirks in one fight. And then the meeting with all the users of One for All inside his mind and that conversation was just like. And and the connection with uh, All Might's vestige Mm -hmm. and the fact when All Might touched Deku's hand and he got all of the vestiges memories like in his head on that one second. 
is so like oh my god it's like it's so i don't i don't know like it they, they in the last few episodes they they explain how all might felt it like they see like the connection because in the episode they say that um that all might's feelings and memories go into the vestige but he doesn't but the vestige doesn't go to him but at that one moment when when deku was in the hospital remember that part mm-hmm. when he touched him the vestige came inside all might for that one second so i was like ah, <laughs> oh, that's too good it's, oh, that's so it's, good. it's just i mean I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about part one of season five of season six and then i'll let you touch on part two because i don't want to take this whole time up but um no you're good i mean gigantomachia entering the fray the fact that toga was actually seeming like she would have turned good if um if uraraka didn't do what she did if she didn't say what she said she might have Mm -hmm. turned to the good side um oh my gosh the fact that mr compress even had a story mr Mm -hmm. compress freaking saved shigaraki and the whole team um like I said, uh, the fact that uh, Best Genus is still alive. Like, yep. it, the fact that Mirio came back with his powers. Yeah, that um, was insane. That was crazy. Um, and the fact that, I mean, that means that Ari is use, able to use her power correctly now. And mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just nerding out about the whole thing right now. It is, that sp- first part of season one already put it into my top ten seasons of anime of all time and i've watched all of naruto mind you um so it already put it there for me and season two i think moved it up to my top five um mm-hmm. so i'll shut up now go ahead and and on top of that touching on those parts uh and i'm okay with the deaths like i'm okay with well i'm not I was obviously not okay with it but but i'm but i'm content with how they went out like midnight dying and how how her death went like very gruesome but but it uh but it made the suit that that clump of students in class a when they were in the jungle with uh um with uh, yeah yeah with ya- yamamo as like the leader of everything uh yo yo uh my yeah momo yayurozi uh when she was like the leader of that little team like it made that their little like uh, story trying to take down Gigantomachia even better and it made it feel like what they did didn't even matter later on until we find out that the sleeping stuff just kicked in um no season six is the best season all of all of my hero but like by far we can't we can't argue about that it's but it's but it's not because they did all the spectacular stuff it's because they built up in each season they built it up correctly for us. And in each season, they gave us something to look forward to, to make it to make us keep watching it to where we had to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, like say what you need to say for season five, but I, admittedly, that best Gina scene wouldn't have hit as hard if it weren't for season five. You feel me? So Fully there's always agreed. a little bit of something. There's always a little bit of something, whether you like it or not, that that they give you in order to make you watch it, you know, long, long, to make season six the best season by far. Um, I've been waiting because before the season came out, Garrett and I were waiting because we accidentally saw a picture of Deku in his uh, vigilante outfit 
and our jaws dropped. Ever since then, we've not touched anything to try to figure out why he looks like that. The fact that we finally get to see why he looks like that is just chef's kiss. And I only wish that we got a My Heroes One Justice 3 based off of that, just so that we can like get all of his powers. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's just amazing overall. I can't stop geeking about it. Even the new girl that has the uh, the sharpshooter elbow. That's, that um, was even awesome. What's her um, name? I need Lady, a lot of my notes. It's uh, Lady Nagant. Thank you, Lady Nagant. She she was, even though this was the first time for, uh, seeing her in this season, and she only got a couple episodes, she was even awesome. And the way she, she tried to take on Deku, and the fact that it made Deku look so much more like a bad A, made it even, like, better. Um, And I love, oh my goodness, I love it when people are in crisis. You know this. I love it when people suffer, because it, it, it gives opportunity for character development. So not just people, it like, just like the specific characters that we're following in general, but the entire country of Japan is struggling. And I love it. I love that heroes, that a lot of heroes gave up on, on the people. I love that they gave up just because there's no money more involved. I love that that uh like big heroes that actually were like in the top five were actually leaving because they couldn't do it anymore just because people didn't believe in them or so on and so forth. And it makes and it makes you really see the actual heroes that'll do anything thick or thin. And it makes it so much more impactful seeing those heroes do what they can. And not just the heroes, but the students on top of that. And not even just from UA, uh, but even from Shiketsu or from uh that other one where uh your your homeboy is at, the the one that they fought in um for the provisional license exam, the dude in the green outfit. Oh, the oh, vibrational um, dude. Yeah, I forget the name of yeah, their school. We, but we get to see him do his thing when all that crap happened and when Deku comes in and whatnot. Like we could see him still do like hero stuff. So it's it's just very it makes the show is really good at making emotional impact to people to where it makes it makes you cry at, at a lot of points. So where it makes you want to feel for these characters. And I feel like that's why personally it's so good dubbed just because you could tell like the utter sheer of suffering, uh, emotional damage, scarring, um, intensity uh, in these performances. And the, the writing for the stories is just impeccable. Like it's, it's, it's hardly any flaws. There's flaws in each season. We both agree on that, but, yeah. but it doesn't take away from the overall story that that makes you want to follow it and it's uh i i can't i can't stop praising my hero enough for for doing that especially with this season and it it ended so it didn't end like cliffhangery like oh my god what's gonna happen now it ended like wow okay we get to rest but there's still there's still a big job to do i wonder what they're gonna do and it gives us like a break because each season we're like oh my god what's gonna happen 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 but now we finally get to like rest and be like okay okay i, I need a minute but i i wonder what happens but hold on it like it gives you time to be like okay we'll continue the seventh season just chill out um yeah, My Hero, one of the greatest anime of all time. And it's not because it's popular. It's popular for a reason. And it's just because it's that freaking good. And I mean, so, some points in part two that I want to point out. I mean, I, I noticed something that when he went into vigilante status, he, I mean, 
when he started, he was still kind of his happy-go-lucky, not so much so, but like you could see it in there. Like when All Might brought him the pork cutlets, like his eyes went all, you know, the use. Oh, thanks. If you think about it, that is the last time you see him smile in the entire season is when All Might hands him those pork cutlets. And and I like that Bakugo pointed that out, too. He was like, hey, when was the last time you smiled? Like, you, you're looking ridiculous. Why aren't you smiling? And well, obviously in his own way. But but it's it shows how. Again, it just shows the emotional impact that this all had on Deku. Like the only time that he that he had the opportunity to smile like that was when he was saving that rabbit girl. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Where people were just bullying on her just because they thought she was insane. Um yep. that could have been the the time for him to smile, but the fact that he put on his mask that looks like he's fake smiling says so much. And 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 I love that too, because the whole the reason why he wanted to be a hero in the first place is because he just wanted to see everyone happy and smiling because the number one hero was smiling he wanted to be that hero for everyone and the fact that he's not shows you that there's something really wrong with him and that he needs to evaluate himself and that he might have forgotten why he what kind of hero he wanted to be and and that's one of the scariest things that's when i was watching it that was one of the scariest things to to feel is that I feel like he forgot why he wanted to do this in the first place. He knows he has this duty, like he's gonna do it like whatsoever. It's in his it's in his psyche. That's who he is. But why is he doing it? And he's not focusing on the why. And no matter how powerful he is, he's he's at this point, he's more powerful than All Might by far. But all that doesn't matter if you don't, you know, if you don't actually have a goal. And his goal is so shot. Like he, I feel like at times he even forgot why he was doing all this to take down Shigaraki and all for one. I feel like he he forgot just because at these points it's just he just looks so damaged and down. Even when he was fighting Class A, it was it was so broken. The way they tried to take him down was so sweet. Oh my god! Oh, goodness. so good. And, and I mean, so nice. It even at the end of that episode where Class A tries to take him down and. They- finally do using what eight of their different quirks um yeah so they finally get him down to the ground and the fact that bakugo goes up to him someone he's been bullying for his entire life and basically says hey i was jealous of you the entire time because you didn't have what i have but still made it look better and that's if you think about it that's the first time he ever calls him izuku Mm-hmm. In the entire show, when he apologizes Man. to him, he bows and calls him Izuku. And that's the and, first time he's done that. And and it gets more impactful with the next two episodes, with one of the episodes. I'm 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 just gonna say this part. That is funny because Bakugo says something and he says, Dick, I'm Izuku. And he's like trying to like give him more respect. And the Deku the Deku's like, it's okay if you're t- it's if it's hard for you to say uh say Izuku, Deku's fine. And obviously Bunko's like, don't you tell me what to do or whatever. Like yeah. but but it's cool seeing that Bakugo, he's not stupid. Like it's because you you knew me, like the first three seasons of my hero, I hated Bakugo. I, I had, had a nickname for him, but I'm not gonna say on the show. It started but, with Baku, but, but it didn't end with Baku Go. Um, right. So so I had a nickname for him not so not nice in any way. But each season 
it shows you why he's acting like that. But on top of that, it shows you that he's not an idiot. It shows you that he's not stupid, that he's not he's not naive and he's not like um, he's very alert about what's going on. And that's why he was in the know for a one for all and all for one, because he was alert. He's mm. such and those kind of people are the best people like in general, like in the real world to live around is just observant people. And the fact that he's such an observant person, I feel like will make him one of the greatest heroes of all time just because he knows what's going on and he fig tries to figure it out like that. And if he doesn't, he's going to freestyle until he figures it out. And and he's such he's such a amazing, amazing character. And the character development from trying to realize that more from himself, but at the same time showing us since we don't we didn't know him at first showing us who he is is it's such a cheat because when you think about it when you have a character we're supposed to know all about them then we're supposed to see him grow they cheated with the show he hasn't grown technically until like the third or fourth season really but in those like times of when he's not growing they give us different sheds of who Bakugo is and it makes us want to like want to know more about him and it's such a cheat and it's such a good cheat because they played it so safe doing that and it works so well that, that I I don't writers need to get more credit with how they do this stuff just because like people don't notice how how much thought and sometimes accidental thought goes into not just the story, but the actual characters themselves and seeing how they react in different situations. I feel like Bakugo is one of the most well-written characters in all of anime, just because of that. Um, yeah, uh, season six, they hit everything with a stamp and said, wait for more. And I, there's literally nothing else I can say. I, I, can, I can just go into more detail, but it's just, it just feels just like word vomit at this point just because i'm just gonna keep praising it oh yeah so it's like i mean that, it, there's nothing else for me to say yeah we're both along that path right now in season six um all right so i'll let you go ahead and introduce since i introduced season six i'll let you introduce the next topic um we are going a bit off of anime here and into a zone we actually have not delved too much into so we we've only had like a shred of this because of Star Wars games coming out, um, but this is completely different. Uh, we're going into Disney territory, but not just Disney, Disney video games. Um, so we all know that Fortnite, uh, Apex Legends, Overwatch, uh, these free games now are probably the biggest in the world. Uh, probably like you know roblox minecraft whatever but what all these games have in common except for minecraft they're free but a lot of the times before it comes out with with disney in fact you need to pay in order to play these games uh for the beta versions now for me i signed up for disney speedstorm I signed up for the alpha alpha testing and I played it on my computer. It barely ran, but with what I saw, it was really fun. I only got to play like five minutes of it. I still have the Steam key too, but I'm not gonna work anyway. Uh, but after that, they said that okay, cool, you know, the game's gonna be free. 
And Garrett knew that too. But then now they have it in the stores and we can play it right now, but for 30 bucks. And and that's a problem for Garrett and I, because it's like a it's supposed to be a free game. It's supposed to be like Overwatch and Fortnite. It's just supposed to be if you want to buy stuff, you can, but ultimately it's supposed to be a free service game. And they're trying to milk out as much money as they can so that people can get these founder packs and ultimate packs and and golden edition alpha beta diamond packs like for a hundred dollars just so that you know they can milk milk as much disney as they can with it um and speedstorm being one of the biggest ones another one being dreamlight valley uh we just wanted to talk about this just because i think we i can speak for the both of us it's irritating because we hear that it's going to be free and we're like, okay, cool, you know, we'll determine if we want to spend money on this. But they're really, really pushing out, spend it now so you can play it now um, kind of thing. So, Garrett, your thoughts on it, ultimately? So, this subject irritates me, um, mostly yeah. because one of the games that I... So, so back in 2008... I want to say there was a game release. So I, I used to live in California. Um, that's very obvious. Cross country comments. I moved across. You guys know all of our backstory. If you've listened to us at any point, I used to live in California, yep. moved out to Georgia uh, about three and a half, four years ago. I used to go to Disneyland with my family all the time. When we couldn't go, I had an Xbox connect and there was a game on the Xbox connect called Disneyland Adventures. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that game because I they they put so much detail into copying every little piece of how Disneyland actually looked like I could go down an alley and be like, oh, yeah, you turn left here and here's a shop to the right that you can normally go into. And then you have Pirates of the Caribbean right here. It was so much fun for me to just explore Disney. And almost like, Mm -hmm. and you know, interact with the characters and do rides and da 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 da, all this different stuff. Part of my childhood. So I heard they were coming out with Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I was like, okay, a mix between Disneyland Adventures and The Sims. I could get down with that. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking forward to it. I mean, not that I'm like a huge, 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 huge Disney fan, especially with what they're doing these days. We're not going to get into that. But um, I it's it's that kind of game where I was like, this is going to give me that feeling for when I was a kid. Yes. And of course, I knew there was going to be a beta version. So I was like, you know what? I'm not mad. They got to test the game, you know, maybe sell a founder's pack. I am not mad at that at all. The part that I am mad at is that I believe the beta version came out in October. I think very, Septem- very, very, very long ago. Let, Sep- let me just say that September or October of last year. And a beta version is only supposed to go for a couple months at most. So that they can work out all the bugs. It's still in beta and it is the end of April right now. So it's like you if you're going to announce a game is free to play and then you bring it into beta phase and you have people playing it, working out the bugs, adding stuff. 
Great. That's fine. No one's upset at that. But have an announced date for, hey, it's going to be in beta for this long. And, oh, you can get these exclusive items if you get the beta. And then it's going to be free on this date. Like, don't just be like, oh, yeah, it's in beta. I don't know. We'll just, you know, keep going until we get it completely right. Do, do, do you know what I think it is? And, and, this, and this is what irritates me to the core. This is my theory. And, but it feels so true just because of what they're doing. And I'll give you some examples. I feel like this is the base game. And, and, le- and let me tell you why. For example, for multiverses, it's still in beta right now. It makes no sense. But it's so playable. Yeah. With, and they already added battle passes to it. Like they're in the second season now. I've been playing. And they just added Rick and Morty into it. But they're adding characters and different stuff. Like it's it's an actual functional like service like playing game right now to where you can play online and all that. I don't see what the problem is. And I think they're just saying that it's beta just because it's not it sounds better and they want more people to try to buy what they have and if i'm being honest you can buy you can buy dreamlight valley like you like you said it's it's on beta right now like it's not free to play yet but you can buy it on every single console including the switch if something's going to be out on the switch you know the game's done and, oh, yeah. and they're saying that is is not like exactly done yet same thing for speedstorm i went on the switch you can buy it right now so so my so my so my thing is if you can buy it on the Switch, then the base game is out. And I feel like they're faking it, saying that it's beta. We still have to work on it. But it's so funny because with Dreamlight Dreamlight Valley, the game from when I see it, it's technically finished. They're just adding DLC and making it seem like it's the base game. Because they just added a whole new world in Dreamlight Valley now. They said, okay, for the people who finished Dreamlight Valley already, we added something else in. You see what you see what I mean? They're making it seem like it's beta, but it's really not. I feel like it's just that's the base game, and they're just saying it's beta just so that they can make it make people feel like, oh no, there's so more to come. No, they're just this is an easier way to just put DLC in there. That that that's that's how I'm seeing it. It's just easier to make more DLC, make more money off of it. And and that's what irritates me is that the game is already released. Just stop lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you I... want us to pay for it, let us know. Yeah, just say hey. The game's finished. Um, plans change. It's no longer free to play. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, will, will I be a little upset? Maybe a little bit. But okay. But we're gonna buy it. Yeah. Thanks for announcing it. Now I'll pay the thirty bucks and buy it. Um, it, it, it's it's a money grubbing thing because every game in the past, even if it releases quote unquote unfinished, take No Man's Sky for example. You guys, you remember the No Man's Sky game, right? I do. So, No Man's Sky, I bought at launch. It was horrible. <laughs> because mm-hmm. there was so much missing, the so much under-promised, whatever. I dropped the game for years. I literally picked it up again. I still have it, like, bought. But I picked it up maybe three months ago and started playing it again. And it is incredible. It's such a good Mm -hmm. game. But here's the thing. They set a release date, said it's going to cost this much. Boom, released it. Game sucked. They said, we'll work on it. 
And they worked on it and did updates and did expansions, da, 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 all this different stuff. And since the game sucked, they were like, you know what? We're not doing any DLC paid. All of this is free. And, and, and that's what Cyberpunk is doing, too. And that's why I respect them for that, too. Exactly. And that's a good model. But here's the thing. Disney has so much time and money to work on these things that it's like, just set a date, eat whether it's paid or not. Set a date for it to come out. Let it come out. Read the reviews. See what people say. Fix your game for what needs to be fixed. Start adding DLCs if you want. And people love it. Just don't make empty promises. Because it's when you make... It's... Oh, let's put it this way. <clears throat> it's... <laughs> this, I don't know why I thought of this example. It's like a mother telling her kid, okay, you know what? You can have ice cream when all your chores are done. And she has a list of chores for him. Oh my God, yeah. And he starts doing the chores. But she she keeps writing them after he does one. She yeah. keeps adding another one after he does one. So he never actually gets the ice cream. He just keeps doing it. I really kind of bad example now that I'm thinking about it. But no, no, that no, that's a that's a fantastic example. Trust me. It's it's like, OK, so you promised us a free game. And we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. Even the people who bought it, I bet, are kind of waiting because when it becomes free to play, they're probably going to update it more. But. You keep promising this stuff and then nothing after work, after people buy it, after updates, after whatever. It's like, OK, are you planning to release it free to play when no one's interested anymore? <clears throat> like if you keep going on this path, that's exactly what's going to happen. Everything that you're like, oh, yeah, we're just working on it. Guess what? If you work on it for too long, people are going to forget the game exists. And, and I think and I think that's why, like, Disney needs to stop looking at Fortnite and be like, hey, let's do what we can with multiple genres of <clears> games <throat> in the Fortnite format. And there's only a few select games that, that I feel like works well that way is Call of Duty, Apex. Uh, Fortnite. Apex, Fortnite, Fall Guys, even, and Overwatch. That so far, those are the only ones that are perfect with that kind of uh with that kind of uh formula. genre of that. And most of those, yeah, formula. And most of those are shooter games. And they're all free. And the and most of them are free. And that's, and oh, that's all the Call of Duty. Is but, that yeah. well well if we put Call of Duty Mobile in the mix, which works fantastically and well, Warzone. I mean, Warzone's free too. Warzone and Warzone 2. Like, see, see, this is... Come on, guys. Like, you... Come on. Like, this is... If you're trying to do a format like that, then you need to, you need to do it the way they started out. And the way they started out was an early access. You did not have to buy anything. When Fortnite came out, you didn't have to buy anything if you didn't want to. They weren't pushing it. They just wanted people to play it. When Apex first came out, you didn't have to buy anything. You just wanted to play it. Uh, Fall Guys came out. You played the beta version, and you got your little skin or whatever. Was it free? Yes. Did you have to buy anything? No. And still thousands of people are playing it till right, like right now at this moment. Um, Call of Duty, obviously, you know, if it has Call of Duty, then anyone's going to get up on it. But when yeah. Call of Duty Mobile <laughs> came out, 
there was no battle uh, there was no battle pass at first because they wanted to make sure everyone can play correctly so don't make us pay for something that might not even be good like actually make it free if it's not working out pull back on the servers maybe like okay let's fix it give us a couple free stuff to be like sorry for the inconvenience here's a here's captain jack sparrow as a as a racer and and drive off or whatever you know what i mean and then make the battle pass so that if we want to buy money for it that we can give us that option don't make it mandatory and and they're trying to make it mandatory like if you want to play it like and and i feel like this is what what sucks that I know that it's not in it's not early access anymore. And it keeps saying that it is. It's not. If anybody can buy it and just play it, it's not early access. It's released. Stop calling it early access. If it was early access to the game, I would feel like they would pick like a select few for like a server and then do what they need to do. Yeah. But they're not doing that. And it's like, ugh. They're I feel like they're just they're just changing the the changing the game of what early access actually is because every time you see something that's actually early access it feels like early access it doesn't feel like early access when you get speedstorm or gmi valley it feels like an actual base game that i'm paying for and i don't want it to be that way if it wasn't meant to be that way yeah like if you're gonna make it a free-to-play format there are multiple people who have done that well <laughs> mm -hmm. like Oh my gosh, I take for example Sims 4. I mean, don't get me wrong, you still have to pay for Sims 4. It's like 20 bucks, sometimes on sale for like five. Okay, so you pay five bucks. Great. Even, even if they announced, okay, it's not free to play, but you're gonna have to pay like 10 bucks. Fine. Fine. But fine. Fine, I'll do it. That's fine. I'll do it. And then just release packs. Be like, Oh, here's the Pirates of the Caribbean pack, and it adds a new little land and five characters. Even if they went that direction, okay, I'm chilling. I'll I'll just buy packs whenever I see one that I really want, and I'll have the base game, and I essentially build the game for how I want it to be. I just I just thought about something. What? Why don't they just make it like Mario Kart? It's not so terrible. Mario Kart probably it should not be this much. This it should not cost this much, and yet we still still buy it. Mario Kart is sixty bucks. Has been forever. The base game forever has been sixty bucks. Did we buy it? Yeah. On sale? Nope. Do they have sales? Nope. <laughs> Did we still buy it? Yep. <laughs> and and look at me. I bought the booster pack. You know what I mean? Like that that's it, it we don't we don't mind spending money for a game that we we know we'll enjoy. Just don't lie to us or hold that back from us for so long. To where we won't be interested in it anymore and disney is doing it all wrong if i'm being honest they're just they're doing a lot of stuff wrong because it's starting in 2021 i feel like ever since 2021 or 2020 they just went yeah with everything <laughs> video games movies tv shows because i mean just, e ugh. even if you look back look back at like i don't know 10 years ago at video games that disney released even further back, let's let's go even further. The original Cars game, the Finding Nemo game, 
freaking goat. Disney Disney Infinity. Like goat, goat, <clears throat> and goat, because the three the three versions. Exactly. Goat, goat, so and it's, goat. It's it's like you, you I mean, um, there, there was a few things wrong with some Disney Infinities, but those are nitpicks. Um, yeah. But for the most part, the formula was great. And guess what? They based it off of Skylanders. They 100% based off of Skylanders. But it still worked because they did it right. Yep. They, they told you what you were getting for a set price. And they added to that instead of, oh, yeah, it'll be free. But we're just going to keep adding stuff for the preview for like the unreleased version officially. And you have to pay to see all this stuff we're putting in it. Um, but until then, you just have to wait. Why? That makes do you know what Disney do you know what Disney's going to do next? Oh, Lord, tell me. Do you know what they're going to do next? I'm, I'm prophesying this. You know what they're going to do? What? We're going to get a Disney console. Oh, no. Dude, we're gonna get a Disney console. Dude, we're gonna so much of a Disney console. I'm actually surprised the DS, the first one, isn't a Disney console. They like they they made Disney Gamer. Remember that thing where you were able to like design your character or whatever with certain Disney games. I feel like we're gonna get a Disney console. Dude, we're gonna get one. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Disney's great, and they well. Disney's decent. And they, that's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not downing Disney too much because they are part of my childhood. I mean, I have favorite Disney movies. I love Marvel. The whole deal. I mean, it's part of my childhood. It's part of what I love. But decisions that they've been making recently, and like you said, in regards to gaming and movies and company decisions in that regard... Um, I have just been off the rails and if they get to the point to where they make their own console, it's like stick to what you're good at. I mean, yeah, expand a little bit. You make games, you make movies, you make theme parks. Uh, what else do you need? <laughs> like all you are. Uh, exactly. And if you look at previous things of consoles, Outside of Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, how many consoles have actually succeeded outside of those three? I'm talking recently. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, um, and they do, and and that's not even a console. That's a computer application. And they, yeah. they have a Steam Deck, but that's just well, like well, a... I was, I was talking about Steam Deck, but that's just a little computer. It's a mobile computer. Um, yeah. So, here's, here's, here's the deal. Like, <laughs> if you look back at Soldier Boy, he released his own console. It did not go well. So I forgot about that! Yeah, it did not go well. So, it's like... I know we're kind of going off topic just a little bit here, but it's at the point where it's just like, man, keep your promise to what you said the game is going to be. And if you, if it's, if you release it and it's not what you said, it's going to be do right by the fans by giving us a little bit of compensation and fixing your game or releasing it as it was supposed to be released. 
with or without the price tag that you said it was going to be. Don't just leave us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, just either do these games right or just give us more Star Wars games. Either or. I don't don't want both. I, I will say Jedi Survivor is absolutely fantastic. No... Absolutely nothing against no, but, that. But, but that's what I'm saying. D- Disney, so far, when, when Disney took over took over Star Wars, they've had little fails when it came to Star Wars in video games. Battlefront 2. In video games. No, at, no. At I mean, launch. I count, at that, launch. I count that as a win. At launch. At launch? I'm, I'm not talking about at launch. I mean just okay. overall. All right. They haven't failed when it came to Star Wars video games. The first Battlefront uh, was fantastic. Second Battlefront was even better. Um, Star Wars Squadrons was okay. Fallen Order, amazing. Survivor, even better than that. Um, I, have, I, think, I think they did a couple. Hold on. I have my PlayStation up. I feel like they did a couple more. They had... And we're talking just since Disney took over, right? Vader, Vader Immortal. Oh, oh, fantastic game. Um, Galaxy's Edge. Amazing. So this just shows that they're able, you know what they're able to do. Just do it. (laughs) And it's like. You you know how to make how to make a fantastic game and you know the people the exact people to hire. Um just do it right and don't just do it just strictly for Star Wars or Marvel, because even Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, uh were were, were pretty good games. Uh not like over the top fantastic, but they were pretty good. And Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales were freaking amazing when they uh, cooperated with them. Um, so you're able to do it with these other franchises, but when it comes to like their own, they're failing now. And it's like, come on guys, just get it together. And it's just because they just want, they want a for sure money grabber. And and that's what sucks is that it's not even about like, is it good? It's only, is it good to grab money with? Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, whatever. Oh, it's. It's the same way, and I, I will say this. There's, <clears throat> I think this will be one of the last things I touch on here. There's an app that they have out called Disney Magic Kingdoms. And yep. I, I'm playing that right now. I've been playing it for a couple months. And I mean, it's fun. And I mean, it's one of those games where you send people on tasks, and eight hours later you come back, you get the rewards, you build people up, you level people up, whatever. And you build your own Disney park, essentially. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. But the progress, they made the progress so minuscule. I mean, I probably haven't made a major step in like a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on it every day, at least for a couple minutes. But you could go into the shop and spend $20 and you get like four characters that you would have to wait till a special event to get. Um, buy chests to gamble to see if you get those characters. and then. If you want more of the magic to unlock more of the park, you either have to like, like take this, for example, a little section of the park is between like 25,000 and like 80,000 magic to unlock. Each character task, at least up to like level six, gets you 200 at most. And that takes eight hours. Yeah. 
And you well, use that horrible. you use that same magic to level up your characters, to level up your buildings. Like, see, they're doing that just so that they can get they're doing that just so that they can get more hours of playtime mm-hmm. so that they can like oh and see that's that's what sucks too. I hate that stuff. Oh my god. Oh I don't know why they canceled Star Wars Commander. <laughs> it was literally that, but like you can build your own rebel or empire base, and it was perfect. <laughs> but, uh, but the progress was amazing. Yeah, now that would have been great. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can't fix Disney as much as we wish we could. Um, yeah, the, comp- the company or the games they put out. Um, and again, this is not us hating on. Oh, Disney has always been a terrible company. This is just. They've made a lot of missteps recently. <laughs> yeah, um, recently, and it's not good. No. So, I think, uh, any any final thoughts before we end here, Javen? Disney be better. Agreed. Agreed. So, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Like I said, it's very late here. Um, uh, everyone is still asleep in my house, I hope. <laughs> so... We're going to end it here. Thank you guys so much. Like we said, um, we are going to really try and get it out weekly. If not, it is because Jabin's moving. Um, issues with recording sometimes happen. So if we may go one week without, you guys know why. So um, also, just a heads up, we did uh, make an Instagram and a TikTok. 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 TikTok, um, yeah, we're so, gonna have more. We're gonna have more stuff coming out on those soon. Yes. Uh, again, just been busy, but yeah, just follow those, and then you'll get you know little fun clips or like maybe behind the scenes stuff. You never know. So, yeah, yeah, and it's it's um the Instagram is just cross country comments. The TikTok is CC comments. So look it up. Go follow us. Uh, that's kind of where we'll be giving updates and like you said, behind the scenes and type stuff like that. So. I think that's going to be it. So thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see all of you next time. Bye, guys. See ya.